You are listening to The 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word, and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that God's given us. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. I invite you to check us out at soh.church. While you're there, download our free mobile app. We've got a great online community that you can be a part of. Uh, We've got, let's see, a digital Bible on there so you can follow along, as well as uh, all of our teachings, all of our articles. So it is an awesome, awesome resource. And if you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts, like, share, subscribe, turn on your notifications, leave a five-star review, a nice message about how the study is blessing you. It is blessing me as well. So Continuing through Matthew chapter 13, we are in the parables of Jesus. Remember, the parables are a story with a deeper intended meaning. Jesus is teaching in this manner so that they get it, right? Very relatable, uh, but also so that those who had ears to hear would hear. Those who were actually listening to learn, who wanted to receive his word. And this is the word of the kingdom of God that was being established here on earth through Jesus. And it's the one that we uh, enjoy today. And the more that we know about it, the more that we can enjoy it, the more we can bear fruit in our life in the way that God wants for us. Amen. Amen. So the last two days, we've broken this down into um, the the different types of soil. Okay. So let me just kind of recap the parable here. Uh, The recap of the, I'm sorry, the parable has the sower, right? Jesus, God, sowing the seed into the ground. Jesus mentions four types of soils that the seed can fall on. And what does this represent? Jesus knew the heart of all the people that he was talking to. He always knew their heart, right? He called out the Pharisees quite often uh, because of what they were thinking in their heart, right? So the four types of soil were what? The road, the hard ground, the wayside. Yesterday, we talked about the rocky ground. Today, we're going to talk about ground that has lots of thorns, and then tomorrow, we'll talk about what it means to be good ground. But yes, let's go back two days ago uh, with the seed that falls on the road and the hardened ground. That hardened ground is like the hardened hearts. It's the hearts of men and women that don't want to receive. And when I say want to, I mean that. A lot of times it is an absolute choice to reject the truth of God. Now, there could be many reasons hearts are hardened. Sometimes it's out of ignorance, right? A lot of times it's out of choice, right? I, there's a moral objection to God. It's like, I don't want to follow God because if I do, I am going to have to change this part of my life, okay? And we see a little bit of this in the rocky side as well. Uh, another thing, sometimes people get very, very hurt, right? And it hardens their heart because they have unforgiveness and they have bitterness. That can also cross over into what we studied yesterday in the rocky places, But sometimes in the case of the Pharisees, in the case of some people you meet, case of some of us, maybe at different points in our life, maybe you're listening and this is you right now. You are rejecting the word of God, not allowing the seed of what he wants for your life to get into 
your heart because God's word is like a seed and the seed is like an opportunity. It's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to get beyond where we are today. Yesterday, we talked about the rocky soil, and this is where there's a nice top layer of soil, but underneath is a rock shelf. And what happens there, right? The the soil receives the seed, and it equated that to those who receive God's word have some joy about it. Hey, that sounds pretty good. But what happens is, is under the surface, some of the internal issues, some of the places of our hearts that are still hardened, don't allow for God's word to be properly rooted in our life. So when the sun shines or when the trouble comes, when we face adversity and challenges in our life, which we all do, by the way, whether we have God or we don't have God in our life, or we choose not to acknowledge God in our life, what happens is is, is our, our faith cannot stand up to the challenge. Right. And a faith that can't be challenged is a faith that can't be trusted. That's why we rely on what faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Now, it also says in Scripture that the trying of our faith produces patience. Right. And if we let patience have its perfect work, we become mature, become stronger and we lack nothing. We lack nothing, not because nothing challenging happens to us. We lack nothing because the faith that's inside of us can help us to overcome any mountain that we face. Amen? Okay. So today we are going to talk about the seed that gets in the ground, springs up real nice, and then is choked out by the external circumstances. Yesterday we focused very heavily on the internal circumstances. Today we're going to focus on the external circumstances. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the pieces of the parable and I'm going to compare two or three or four verses, right? Because the way Matthew 13 lays out with this particular parable is Jesus says the parable. Uh, there's a bit of a break to explain why he teaches in parables, right? And then there's uh, a section of this beginning of Matthew 13 where Jesus now explains the parable. So we're going to take the piece of the par original parable and we're going to take Jesus' Jesus's explanation and then we're going to break that down, how it, how it affected the audience and also now the kingdom principle, right? The universal kingdom principle and how it affects our life. So let's read Matthew chapter 13, starting with, well, verse seven, okay? It says, others, meaning the seeds, fell among thorns and the thorns came up and choked them out. Okay. So imagine seeds falling, starting to grow, but being surrounded by thorns. So let's read Jesus's explanation of this. He says, the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. You may be catching where this is going here, but Jesus knew that many of the people following him would receive his word, walk with him for a period of time. They would have to deal with the internal issues. He also knew, right, he knew that some wouldn't receive it at all. He knew that some would receive it, 
but there would be internal barriers, which is what we talked about yesterday. And then he knew some would receive it. And as they began to walk out their faith, the external circumstances would pull them away. And grain, let's use grain as what is sprouting up, right? You can really point to any type of plant, but grain gets choked out by what if what surrounds it. What surrounds it can stunt the growth of really, like I said, any plant. What we're talking about here is spiritual growth getting choked out by unspiritual things, right? And what are these unspiritual things? They're the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth. And there is a big temptation in all of our lives to let worries. I see it all the time. I have to fight against it myself, just like everybody else, that when it hits the fan and the worries of what even may happen, pull me away and distract me from pursuing God with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind. It's the what if. The what if holds us back from pursuing dreams in our life. Uh, the what if holds us back from giving like we should give sometimes. And I'm convinced that the same challenge faces every single generation. Now, the crises, crises, crises may be different, right? They may have dealt with something totally different in the 1940s than we are dealing with right now. Maybe some of the same. But the challenge is the same. Will we choose faith or will we choose fear? right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's what we strive for. Fear is a lot of times what hasn't even happened yet, but we allow it to hinder our life. And maybe it's because of past experiences. Maybe there's a lot of reasons that we could be afraid and, and concerned about, you know, the unknown and uncertainty. But God wants us to operate in faith. It's how we please God right? Faith is what moves mountains. Your fear doesn't move mountains. Your fear says, I'm not going to even try. Or what if I start? God will never put a mountain in your path that you, that he won't either move or he won't work with you to conquer. Amen. So the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of wealth, right? We, we don't want to just hang all this on worries either, because a lot of times we have aspirations and we have our own pursuits. And I believe with every fiber of my being that God puts desires on your heart, right? But what we should do and what we produce should glorify him. And it's a very powerful thing when we take the blessings that we have and we glorify him with it. I think about Hannah in, in the Bible when she wanted a son and she said, God, if you give me a son, I will give him right back to you. I'll put him into the priesthood, right? And that was Samuel. And the amazing thing, which we'll get into multiplication in the next couple of days, she did that. Not only was Samuel a powerful, powerful prophet for uh, the people of God, but she also had other children. So her ability to produce multiplied after that. Okay. I don't want to get too a few days ahead. So let's talk about really what we're saying here. The thorns that surround the plant are really competition. They fight. They're competition for sunlight, for nutrients. The thorns can act as a physical 
impediment. They can block the plant. They can damage the plant itself. I mean, that's why thorns are there. They're a protection for that particular plant, right? And some of us let too many thorns around us or into our lives. Really what we're talking about is what distracts you? What in your life is competing? What blocks you? Or what about this? This was a new word that I learned as I was doing my research. I think it's called allelopathy. Okay. You botanists out there will write me emails for sure. Allelopathy. Okay. Some uh, thorny plants give off chemicals that stunt the growth of the plants around them so that they can thrive and the plants could not grow the way they're supposed to. So catch what even this visual here. The plants that give off these chemicals they that don't belong there in the soil for the uh, for the neighboring plants stunt the growth of those plants. Think about what this could be in your life, right? What chemicals are you introducing to your life? What auras, what spiritual things, what anything that is stunting your growth? So what in your life is competing with God's fruit? And what do we mean by fruit in our life to keep with the agriculture you know, uh, analogy here? Fruit is evidence in your life that God is there. Evidence of God comes in the form of not just financial blessings, not just favor. You will have favor in areas. There's no question. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, kindness, self-control. I missed one in there. I know I did. Write me and let me know which one I missed. Let me see. Did I say gentleness? I think I did. Goodness. I say goodness. I don't know. Uh, send me a message and let me know which one I missed. Um, but what is competing with those things in life? What is sucking the life out of your life? That's what we're talking about here because it's going to affect your growth with God. Is it worries? Is it worries about what may happen? Is it worries about tomorrow? Is it worries about your bank account? Is it worries about, like Jesus said, what you will eat and what you will wear? Jesus said, don't worry about these things. God takes care of the birds. He takes care of the lilies of the field. He will take care of you. Is it bad relationships in your life? Bad influences that are sucking the life out of you or introducing negativity? Think about the allelopathy. Imagine just even having somebody who injects negative into your life on a daily basis. How that affects you. How that affects your mindset. Scripture tells us to not be conformed to the world, but what? Be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Why do you have to constantly renew your mind? Because everywhere you look, there are things that are competing for your mind and for your attention and for your mindset, creating neuropaths in your brain that you don't want to be there. Are they poor habits that are competing with your walk? Drugs, alcohol? Are those the chemicals that are being introduced that, you know, you you could have a more productive time? I mean, there was a time in my life I had to totally give up all of that because it was becoming a distraction. It was a problem in my life. I have no problem saying that either. I had to make that decision. 
And you have to decide, are, some, are you having some things or are some things having you? Unforgiveness, bitterness, right? Being mad at somebody. We t- I talked about this because I, I taught out of Matthew chapter 10, where Jesus, if you remember, sends them out, goes in the house. And he says, when you go to a house, bring your peace with you, leave your peace, give your peace to that house. But if they reject you, take your peace with you. Some of us are reeling in bitterness and unforgiveness because we left our peace back at somebody's house. Take it back. It's doing nothing but stunting your growth. It's like thorns that surround you when you're trying to grow. And that's my prayer for you as we close out today. That Jesus wants you to separate yourself from the things that are stunting your growth, the external circumstances that are holding you back. And most of the time, we know exactly what those things are. We know exactly who those people are. And my prayer today is that you would have the strength and the boldness to turn around and say, you know what? Enough is enough. And if it's a person, hey, I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you at a distance because I have to grow. It's time for me to grow. The world is waiting for you to grow the way God wants you to grow so that you can prove that it can happen, so that you can be a testimony for him. Amen? So let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you remove anything that surrounds us that would stunt our growth. Father, help us to be bold enough to spring up beyond the things that are trying to hold us back, the things that are damaging us, the relationships that are damaging us. And if we don't know what that is or the things that are holding us back, Lord, I pray that you would reveal that to us. Church, if I just talk to you for a second, God says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let them ask and he'll give without rebuke. That he'll give you great and unsearchable things that you do not know, but you have to ask him for it. So just pray that today. Say, God, remove the things in my life that are holding me back. Make known to me the things that are holding me back that I don't even realize right now because I want more of you. Say, I trust you, Jesus, with my life. Help me grow in Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out, SOH. Dot church. You're listening to The 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day and we head out and do something amazing with the remaining 99. Go out and do something for Christ's sake today and grow. Love you guys. See you tomorrow.